Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast, episode 35. I am excited about this episode. It's We're going to focus on healing the inner child. And um, yeah, before we start, I'd love to make some introductions. Stacey's joining me on this podcast. I don't know why I would say that, because it's now our podcast. But let me introduce the amazing, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire, the gorgeous, the soon-to-be author, Stacey Brown. Stacey, over to you. Hey, Nims. How are you? I'm, I'm good, Stace. How are you? Good. It's good to be here I, again. I'm really I, I, know, I know you love me introducing you like that, so I can't, <laughs> can't Always puts me on the spot, Nims. Um, I'm Stacey. Uh, Nimesh and I work together, uh, which is so crazy because we live in two different parts of the world, but we met a little over a year ago now, and this podcast is just one of our passion projects. Um, I'm an intuitive healer. I am a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm a spiritual mentor and coach. I'm an Akashic record reader. And as Nims was saying, I'm a soon to be published author, which is super exciting. Um, I will be heading to the UK in just a couple of days to spend a week with Namesh uh, working on edits for my manuscript so that we can send it back to the editor and get that much closer to publishing. So I'm really excited, Nims. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you visiting again too. So um, we were just talking about it. I'm sure it's going to be um, a busy, but time's going to go super quick. But, uh, but hi, everybody. Um, yeah, we we just talked. We were talking about this actually. Do we introduce ourselves every time? So we always kind of imagine that. But and we've had quite a few examples of people finding our podcast on Spotify and just you know finding this episode, that episode. So. We feel it's really important to always introduce ourselves and kind of and what we're trying to do. So I'm I'm Nimesh, most people call me Nims. I am also an Akashic Record Reader, Spiritual Coach and Mentor. And um yeah, I've been reading the Akashic Records for, for a few years now. I was guided to to connect with them. It really has changed my life. It actually I started this podcast because of something that came through in the records and hearing it from my uh, one of my soul family, one of my guides. And um, I just love connecting to people's energies and, and guiding them to truly understand why they're here, understand their programming, and um, yeah, kind of really shining their light to the maximum. Um, my intention is to shine my light as bright as I can, but it's lifts my soul when I can guide people to shine their light. So I'm excited about this episode, Stace. Um, we're going to be talking about the inner child, and I guess. We always start by that question. How are we shining our light on ourselves first? So Stace, how are you shining your light on you today? So it's kind of early in the day here today. So I'm going to talk about what I did to shine my light yesterday. And then I'll tell you what my intention is for today. <clears throat> so yesterday, I decided to take the day and get out in the sunshine with my two daughters. And we went tubing, which was fantastic. It, the weather was like the last warm day that I'm sure we'll have for this season. And we drove out to Western Maryland and um, got our tubes out and floated down the river. And it was beautiful and peaceful and serene. And it was exactly what my soul needed. So I was definitely shining the light on myself and my family yesterday. Um, today, my intention to shine my light on me is to get out again in the sunshine and go for a run. Um, I've mentioned it here on the podcast before. I used to be a very avid runner 
um, was in the best shape of my life. And that kind of fell by the wayside with some family things I had going on the last couple of years. And so for the last couple months, I have been integrating uh, first walking and then jogging and now some running back into my life. And I always feel amazing after I get out and get some exercise. So today I'm going to shine my light on myself by getting out for a run. What about you, Nims? Thanks, honestly, you are. You're, you're an inspiration. It's like the determination you have to continue and making sure you, you do the self-care um, pushes me to make sure I do my self-care to another level. So um, it's been a really intense week. Um, so we, we're re-recording this um, kind of the energy of six plants being in, in retrograde and the energy has just been intense. So this past week, the energy has been really intense. So yesterday I just took a, took, took some downtime, had a chill out sort of day, spent some time in nature, went for a walk around here. Um, weather, weather in London is kind of cloudy, but it wasn't raining. So it's nice just to get out. So yeah, I just took a, t- took a day for me yesterday. Just did some downtime, did some reading. Um, like I said, some time in nature and just really connected, did some meditation. Uh, spent a bit of time at Clubhouse, really kind of, I know this week's coming ahead is going to be busy. And then when you're here, it's going to be really busy. So I thought, you know what? I just want to take a day for me. So that's what I did just. And the reason we talk about this at the beginning of every episode is, you know, so many of us struggle to put ourselves first. And in this season, especially, it's really important that we do put ourselves first because our light becomes so much brighter when we shine on ourselves. It means that we can help our loved ones to a different level. So that's why we talk about that. So moving on to inner child, and um, I guess let's start with what inner child is from our perspective. From my perspective, inner child is, and inner child healing is is really understanding um, what's happening around us. When, when whatever we went through as a child, some of it we released and some of it we could keep hold of. And sometimes the stuff we hold on is actually not even just this life, but our inner child is, represents the child in us that sometimes wants to have fun, but also sometimes is upset. And when we at our age get upset and and react to something, maybe you want to call it a trigger, um, first question is always should always be, what's the source of this? Because sometimes we react something to something when we're older and we'll go through some examples. And it, and it reminds us and it triggers something of, of, of about us that we went through as a child. And it's that understanding when something triggers you, when something upsets you, actually in many ways it's a benefit because it's telling you what needs healing. But sometimes we react to whatever's happening to us at this age when what we really should be just doing is just taking a slot of time and just saying, well, hold on, where is this actually coming from? And then once you understand and you become aware of when it's coming from, a lot of time you have to accept, but then you need to figure out what you need to do about it, what you need to heal. And, and we'll talk more about that. But it's that, for me, it's that child in you that sometimes needs your love, sometimes needs your attention, sometimes it needs to be understood. Sometimes it just needs a hug. But it is understanding that, you know, we all have an inner child. We all have an, you know, I, I thought I dealt with a lot of inner child stuff and I'll talk about it, but it comes back. Because there's different layers to it, and there's stuff that, you know, Tony Robbins would say the child is father to the man. So, a lot, a lot of what we go through as as children, 
affects us in our day-to-day life. And then when you go into the spiritual side, a lot of what we're carrying karma-wise, personal and ancestral, again, affected our inner child and then affects us as an adult. So, you know, becoming aware of what's happening to us, what's 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 um, and understanding our programming, kind of what what we went through as a child, and uh, and that's part of our programming too, really kind of helps us to understand why and who we are in today's world and then it gives us an opportunity to do something about it if something needs healing and we want to make some changes but without that awareness in the first stage there's nothing else you can do about it so that for me is a little is a long kind of going deep into what what i what i feel in the child and you know we'll share some examples etc but that my perspective is why this episode is so important because you know some of the work that we do our clients has really we've helped them understand how what they went through as a child is affecting them on a day-to-day basis today. Maybe how they're parenting, maybe how they are you know, in the business world, maybe they are as, as a sibling or as a friend or just in the day-to-day because our childhood and what we went through and our inner child actually affects us in so many different ways in our day-to-day life. So I'm excited about this episode today, but from your perspective, have I missed anything from an inner child? It'd be nice to kind of give an overview. No, I, I think that it's this is one of those areas where, <clears throat> you know, Nims and I were preparing for this podcast and we were kind of talking about, you know, does the average person understand what we're talking about when we say inner child? And I think it's really important to recognize that when we go through experiences in our life, they're like recorded in a sense or integrated at the age that those experiences happened. So if your parents got divorced when you were nine, right? The memories that you have of divorce and of the impact that it had on you are that of a nine-year-old. So fast forward into your adult life and your parents divorced at nine, and now you're going through your own divorce in your forties, your first recollection of the impact of divorce and how it affected you was as a nine-year-old. And so even though you're an adult woman, then going through a divorce or an adult man going through a divorce, you're still going to have things that come up that are the reminder of how this worked when you were nine, whether it's anxiety, sadness, anger, stress, worry, fear. Some of those things can be the memory of a nine-year-old that's coming up within you. And I, I never understood this concept, Nims. I mean, it was, I was definitely well into my adult life before anybody ever explained inner child work to me. But when I look back on my life, it's very interesting because I spent the first couple decades of my life identifying with shame and guilt. And I didn't realize that that was something that I had integrated into the programming of who I was as a child. And it wasn't until I sat down with a mentor myself that I understood that I could do some work to heal that part of myself in order to be able to move forward and be a healthier, more balanced person. Um, So this is a topic that's tender for many because we have to go deep in order to acknowledge our inner child, in order to heal our inner child. But again, I want to remind the listener that not everything 
that's happened to you is the memory from the adult that you are now, but rather it's a series of memories and experiences that have been integrated into, into the adult that you are right now. So we're encapsulating all those experiences that you had as a child that are still within you into the adult that you are. And how are those experiences impacting the adult that you are now? I think that's the big question, right? What have you faced in this life, positive or negative, that you experienced as a child that has written into the story of who you are as an adult? And is that story serving you? Nice, nice. And it's um, it's good and bad, right? I mean, there there are things that um, we went through as as children that may be affecting us positively in, in, as as adults, right? So it's not it's it's not always the trauma, and it is there is, and I'll, maybe I'll start with that example. Um, I remember as a as a very young child, maybe four or five, um, conversation that was happening between my sister and my parents around um, money and having enough space. And, and I just, I remember being so upset because we were struggling financially and we just, you know, we, we were a family of, of, we got made refugees, came into the UK uh, from Uganda. I have four brothers, four sisters. So there was um, 11 of us in, in a small house. Um, and I just remember getting really upset. And in that moment, I remember making a decision that when I get to be an adult, that um, I, I want to make sure that I have a big enough place that if, if my family need to come and stay, they can come and stay. And, um, you know, financially, I want to be stable and somehow manifested that as an adult. And I didn't realize that until I you know, did some of the inner child work. So some of the good things, so maybe that would say yes to that question. Think about what you do in a day-to-day basis that you that that you were influenced as a child, good and bad. I mean, lots of examples where you know, the things that we're working on um, ourselves are it is is does need releasing. And we talk about this all the time as 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 mentors. It's really interesting. And it's like um, we have to we we can't we can't mentor people if we don't deal with our own stuff. And I really find the stuff that comes up for us comes up in an accelerated way because of what we see in the people that we're mentoring. And and it's just really interesting how um you know I've I've been I've done lots of inner child work through my life. Um I I I grew up in a loving environment, but there was like I said, there's nine of us. Um I came to the UK not knowing English and so I did face you know lots of abuse growing up um at school, etc. Just being different. Um but also, I was one of nine, and every, everyone else about my younger sister was, was was older, and it really meant that I didn't have a voice. And also, as we were all trying to climatize into a new country, you know, coming from Uganda to, to, to the UK is a very different environment, so everybody was busy trying to climatize and trying to adjust and trying to find a way of being, which actually, for me, meant I didn't get a lot of attention. And, um, you know, it's really interesting as an adult, how that child, how much it's affecting me on a day-to-day basis. And it's that, um, you know, the stuff that's come up in the work that I've been doing with Stacey, right, the stuff that we, we work on together, that's helped me realize that um, 
that that younger version of me is still hurting, right? The younger version of me that wanted attention, wanted to have a voice, wanted to to be heard, um, and just sometimes wanted some attention, just some love, just some you know some connection, and and he didn't get it. Um, and you know I've done a lot of work on healing my family, and they. They weren't doing anything wrong. They were just trying to live their lives, right? I mean, so it wasn't like um, they didn't love me. They just didn't have time. Um, so I spent a lot of time forgiving them. And actually, I spent a lot of time forgiving me. But it's that I was quite surprised recently coming back up. I, I was, um, I had certain expectations on something that I was working on. And, you know, when plans changed, I was getting triggered. I was like, well, hold on. Why, why is this annoying me, right? What's What's going on? And, you know, sometimes it does take somebody outside of you um, to point it out. And Stacey's great at pointing stuff out when, when stuff does come up. And um, so it did make me think, well, hold on. And, you know, I've gone back to memories of me as a child being upset because we'd made plans and things changed last minute. Um, me being upset because, you know, I'd get bullied at school, I'd be coming home, and then I'd go home and nobody really had time for me. Um, and... Um, you know that all that stuff needs releasing, right? And I'm telling you all this because not not because I want any sympathy. I'm telling you because as 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 mentors, it's that you've got to ask yourself those those questions: is why is this stuff coming up? Um, what do you need to do to release it? Because everything that happens to you happens to you for a reason. And I felt all this stuff was coming up because it was time for me to release it. And so yeah, I'm, I mean, I have no. Now, we work with a lot of clients on releasing this, and healers need healing too, right? So I have no shame in saying I'm working on, on with a the therapist on this, um, more you know, a spiritual therapist as well as the, the human side, so we can work on both sides, right? And um, it's really helping me. helps me to understand and go back to memories as a child of, of the feeling the way I was feeling, and then you know, just giving that inner child some love, some attention, having a conversation with the inner child, to really kind of understand what I was going through and letting that inner child feel my love, feel my connection, and letting my inner child know that whatever he went through is helping me in today's world. So he's important. And and really that's that's for me is 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 there's no kind of silver bullet with this, right? There's no, but it's like when you become aware. Then bringing that inner child out and just having a conversation and and understanding what he or she went through and understanding what he what he that inner child needs from you in today's world is really a big part of the healing. And yeah, you know, that's that, that's yeah. So I guess that's a a summary from my side. And I'm happy to go deeper, but it's that it really has helped me to understand. Um, what what I'm like on a day to day basis? Because um, it's really interesting. As a child, I didn't have a voice. As an as an adult, I really feel my voice and I get. And I worked on that, right? I mean, on this spiritual journey, I've been you know kind of maybe on it for seventeen, eighteen years, and on the spiritual side, at a more of a aware level. Um, but there's always, I, I mean, I always say I feel I'm going to be a student for life, right? And I'm always going to be learning, always going to be expanding. Because that's why we're here. So, for me, doing the inner child work and, and working with with, um, with 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 therapist and 
kind of really on my own and just kind of connecting with me has really helped me understand who I am and it's helped me to find peace and connect with the inner version and fall in love with me even more. And that's not to say I've still got lots of work to do because we have, right? I, I have. I've still, there's still um, that inner child. Um, as a child, we went, went through a certain amount and then even as a, as a as a young teenager, going through that, going to school, traveling travel for an hour there and back in, in kind of feeling the loneliness still. Um, and the other part of it is, you know, growing up and even as an adult, there's always been a feeling that I don't belong here. And it's all of these things when you, when you bring it into awareness, you start bringing it up and you really got to ask the question, how is it serving you? Um, what is it bringing up to teach you? What does your inner child need? Because it's easy to get annoyed. It's easy to kind of get triggered, but it's that. You know, we always have a second choice. When something happens to us, the first reaction is always primal. But actually, if we can just breathe, you know, we call it, say, because it takes a pause. If we can just take that pause, then our second reaction, we get to choose. And it's from that choice we can start to understand what's happening within us. And we can understand that actually it's not the external that's, that whatever's going on is something internal. And then we can choose to react differently and start to understand ourselves from inside. So Stacey, I talked a lot. I went off at different tangents and I just wanted to share a little bit. Um, what's your perspective on, on what I've said? Anything you want me to, anything you want to ask, anything you want me to add that I may have missed? Well, I just had an aha moment and I'll go ahead and share it. Um, you know, I, I've talked a little bit on this podcast about being raised Mormon. So I, my family belonged to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, um, in that upbringing, the religion itself is very patriarchal in that there's an authority from the men. And, um, my mom would shrink to be small for my father and how he would, you know, he traveled a lot, but when he would come home, it was like everything revolved around him and his rules and the structure. And my mom was, uh, a a housewife. She was a stay at home mom. Um, and the message that was integrated into me as a child was first of all, men are the authority. And secondly, in order to be a good woman, in order to accomplish what you were, quote, meant to in this life, you had to be married. And here I am, uh, newly separated, um, going through a divorce, and I'm very aware in this moment that in a sense that inner child would feel that I'm bad, right? I'm bad because I'm getting a divorce and I'm breaking up a family and there's no male authority figure there in my life right now. And it's interesting because there's so much emotion that goes into the process of ending a relationship 
but it's even more when it's a legally binding relationship, right? And you've got to file for divorce and divide your property and the kids are divided, et cetera. But it's also triggering that inner child in me that's saying, you know, what are you doing? You know, you failed, you're bad. And I haven't really addressed that. I didn't really have that aha moment until just now where I'm recognizing, oh, okay, wait a second. The way that you were raised in that programming is, is giving you this sense that you're somehow failing this inner child. This inner child feels like you're, you're not doing what's right. And I've had to really get real with myself in this season and you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to openly talk about it here because the other person isn't going to listen to this. So it's fine, (laughs) but, um, I'm handling this situation very differently than my soon to be exes. I am trying to take the experiences of the last several years that our family has been through and find the purpose in them and dig deep into my experiences and my awareness of myself so that I can move forward using the story of the pain and bring it into purpose for other people. And my soon to be ex-partner has very quickly moved on to a new relationship. And there's almost this air of like, I'm going to pretend that nothing in the past happened and I'm just going to move forward. Now, I am not in any way saying that that is wrong because that's his choice. But for me, I I want to peel away all the layers, Nims. I want to go into, okay, what is my inner child feeling right now? How do I heal this and move forward? How do I show up in the world being the, the best and healthiest version of myself? And part of this is getting real about that inner child, right? Is she feeling neglected? Is she feeling like you're failing her? Is she feeling sad? Is she, you know, is she, what is, is she feeling guilt? Is she feeling shame? Because those were things that I identified with for so long. And for me, I've done a lot of work on that inner child. I don't think that you get to an end point where you no longer have to work on that inner child. But I do think that you come into a space of awareness that you know certain triggers or you know certain signs and then you can address it, right? And um, <clears throat> some of the ways that, that I've chosen to address it and Nims, I know you have as well, um, working with a therapist is huge. Someone who can dig into the experiences that you've been through in your life and as an unbiased third party can kind of look in and say, okay, this is the dynamic that I see is going on. Super important. Helped me significantly. And I know Nims, you went through that too. But another thing, um, and we help people with this a lot, is writing. You know, getting out your journal and maybe you're recognizing that an experience in your life right now is triggering you, but you're not really clear on how how to connect the dots. You know, taking some time to meditate. We do a fantastic inner child meditation, but taking some time to meditate and connect with that inner child and then turn that into a writing exercise allows you some safe space to process what's coming up for you when you may not otherwise be aware of how those dots connect. 
And this is some of the work that we do with our clients. We have people who come to us all the time who are um, struggling with self-love, struggling with self-acceptance. And Nims, I think you would probably agree on this. A lot of times we've been able to connect those dots to things that they've been through when they were younger. Would you agree? 100%. Really kind of <laughs> help them to understand what the programming is, right? Um, and sometimes we don't we don't take time to think about it. It's like, you know, if you have children, how are you parenting your children? Is it the same as, as you were parented? Is it the opposite? How much how much of how you how your parents were to you towards you influences how much you are as a parent in today's world? Just understanding things like that um, means from that awareness you can make a choice. Mm-hmm. And that for me is really the power of the work that we do. Um, but as you said, it really, it's really important that we go deep to understand, right? It's not a you know, just just awareness on its own um, sometimes can be really frustrating because unless you do something about it, um, but you have to really go deep. I mean, for me, the inner child work I've done, you know, I've gone to actual moments where, you know, I've, I remember um, being alone in my room as, as a really young child and just crying, really not wanting to be there, really kind of, and I remember going to the actual moment and then, you know, me as, as me now, connecting to that version of me and just having a conversation and then giving that younger version of me some love and some attention and some, because that's what he needed. And, but it does require you going deep and feeling what you felt at that time. And it is sometimes can be really intense. I mean, I'm another example of as a 12, 13 year old being on a bus on my own in the cold and um, just feeling like I don't want to be on the planet. But again, you know, I spoke to that that younger version of me and, you know, kind of because all of that has helped you in today's life in some way and it has made you who you are today. But it's like, who do you want to be moving forward is what, what coming to this awareness is. And that's why any, anyone that's listening, I'd encourage you to, as Stace says, you know, kind of connect with us if you want to work with us, if we resonate. But really connect with your inner child. Ask those questions which we've been talking about in terms of understanding who you are today. If you if you get if you if you get upset at something, just take some time out and understand. Well, why did I get upset? When was the first time I felt like that? And instinctively, whatever your whatever your first response is is probably the right one. So if it, if you come back with yeah maybe I was like six years old, okay that's probably right then sit with yourself and really kind of connect and say, what was I going through as a six-year-old? And sometimes it takes some time, right? It takes some time to truly understand and and ask those questions. But some of us have been through stuff as, as children that we're kind of blocked away because we weren't ready to deal with it. That's how, That was a coping mechanism at the time. We just, the way we cope with stuff is just by blocking it up. And then as adults, we can be, become even better at doing it, right? But it's, it's like when you block things up like that, eventually it's going to come out in some form. It's like a volcano, right? You block it up, you block it up, you block it up. Eventually it's going to come out. Maybe you start to get angry with people. Maybe, you know, it's that. But unless you understand the source of it, um, those anger issues or that frustration or that you being upset is going to continue to go out. And Stace made the example, example of, you know, getting a divorce as an adult. 
how much are you influenced by what you went through as a child and your expectations? I mean, she, she talked about, you know, um, wrong and right. What were the values that you brought up as? What was wrong and right for you? And um, are you being conscious in today's world about what your values are in today's world? It's a really, once you go deep, you really start to understand who you are. You understand some of your drivers. You understand why you do some of the things you do. And it's it can be a really an interesting, exciting phase because you really do start to understand. And from the understanding, you start to get to make some choices. And you start, maybe you start to become really you. Because how many of how many of us are not really being our true selves because we're still dealing with the religious programming that we grew up with? We're dealing with the parental programming that we do we, we grew up with. Maybe we grew up with um in, in, a, in an abusive home, or maybe we grew up in a loving home, but there's still stuff that we've not dealt with. Or maybe there's, you know, we grew up in a, in a starchly uh, religious home and now we resent religion, but, and there's no right or wrong with any of this, right? But it's becoming into awareness, um, accepting who you are, and then deciding what you want to do about it and how you want to heal it, if it does require healing, is really the important phases. And for me, this yeah, I mean- Right, this is critical in really understanding who we are, especially in today's world as we go on this spiritual journey. Um, it's a big part of it, and also, just as states before I, before we jump in, you've sometimes got to also consider: is it just about this lifetime? Are you carrying stuff that you that you came in from a past life, and that that takes it to a whole different, deeper level? And that's where we Akashi records and other techniques come in place. But it's that, but it's all about becoming aware of who you are. And then accepting who you are, and then deciding what what needs healing and how you're going to heal it. So. Yeah, I mean, I think when I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, okay, so I'm 46, right? I have 46 years of history and experiences that I've been through in this life, right? If I just took the last year and worked on healing that. Am I going to feel better about where I am and how I'm moving forward in life? Sure. Of course I am. Right. But when we really want to change the way that we're showing up in the world and we really want to be a healthy, balanced person, aligned, living our purpose, clear on who we are and how we're showing up in the world, it takes going back and looking at the 46 years, right? Because what I have been through alone in the last year, there's stuff to process there. There's things that have happened, but there's certain experiences that are going to trigger those memories that are beyond just year 45. They could be going back to year 10 or year 15. And when you come to the table saying, I want to heal and I want to move forward in my life, it is crucial I'm going to say it is crucial. It is imperative to acknowledge all parts of ourselves, right? Because we came to this place of 46 years collectively with all of those experiences. Like imagine that we all came into the world. Okay. This is a great analogy. Imagine we all came into the world with a backpack. Okay. We all have a backpack. We have it strapped to our back and every experience that we go through in our life is something that we add into the backpack. And we could say that those hurtful or negative or sad or upsetting things are like boulders in the backpack. Okay. 
So I want you to imagine you came to the earth with this backpack and maybe it had like a compass in it to kind of show you direction, or maybe it had like a flashlight in case it got dark, right? But then you started adding these things to this backpack and you've been carrying the weight of those things for years, decades, who knows how long, right? That backpack is heavy. It gets heavy. And when you come to us to start working through your experiences and you're saying that your back hurts <laughs> and that you're tired, we're going to be like, okay, well, you're carrying this backpack with all of these experiences. You can choose to leave the boulders in the backpack or you can choose to set the backpack down on the park bench and allow myself and Namesh to help you open up the backpack and pull out the boulders, looking at them one at a time and picking them up and setting them aside so that you don't have to continue to carry them the way that you have been. And I use this analogy with people a lot because when it comes to spiritual topics and it comes to the things that we can't physically see, so often we diminish the impact that they have, right? But if you were to go through a car accident and you broke bones, you would know that you needed to get medical attention, right? You wouldn't sit there and say, oh, like my arm is hanging here. What do I do? No, you would go and have a doctor x-ray it and splint it and help you with the healing process. But many, many times when it comes to spiritual pain, emotional pain, mental pain, things that we can't physically see, we tend to diminish the importance of the healing work that needs to go into taking care of those things. But when I give people a physical way to think about these things, it makes so much more sense. And so I would be curious to know if our listeners are carrying a heavy backpack filled with boulders. And I can tell you for me, I was tired of carrying those boulders. And no one in my growing up said to me, you know, there's another way. It wasn't until I was in my late thirties that I had a mentor come into my life. And the actual words she said to me were, you know, you don't have to continue to feel like this. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't have to continue to feel like this. Like, this is all I know. <laughs> and, and this explanation of healing the inner child and working through these things. And for me, I became very aware that my backpack was beyond heavy. I mean, I was like hunched down on all fours, crawling with this backpack of boulders, you know, not understanding that I even had boulders, let alone how to unload them. And I've spent the last 15-ish years understanding this concept and really approaching every healing situation with the understanding that these boulders are not serving me in this way. And I feel like every time I go through a healing process, I'm unloading more of these boulders and becoming aware that it's not serving me to carry them in the way that I have. 
So this, I hope this analogy helps some people who have maybe been struggling a little bit with understanding this concept, but I want you to hear me say, my dear listener, you don't have to feel this way anymore. There are ways to work through unpacking those boulders and releasing yourself from the weight of those things that you are carrying that's not serving you. And whether you're with a partner or you're by yourself, it's still weight that you're carrying. And so I encourage you to think about this. Like, what are the things that you have been holding on to that have not been serving you? You know, is it guilt? Is it shame? Is it remorse? Is it anger? Is it sadness? Is it fear? What, what triggered those things is the pulling the boulder out of the backpack, right? But then it's understanding how they've affected you so that you can take those boulders and drop them off and not just take a look at them and put them back in your backpack. And the next step after releasing them, in my opinion, is to fill your backpack with the resources and the tools that you need to move forward in your life. So I think the beauty of the inner child work is the releasing, but the icing on the cake is that you then get to replace those things with whatever you want, because you now have room for those things. Love that. I love that analogy, Stace. It's some, um... And it kind of puts things into context, right? And I really feel um, with the energetic, you know, you can call it by the planets in six, uh, six planets in retrograde, et cetera. But overall, I really feel we've been pushed to deal with our stuff in preparation for whatever's coming. So it's that I really feel a lot of people are, stuff is coming up for a lot of people. And this inner child conversation, podcast, if you're listening, maybe it's the perfect time. Maybe this this the, this this gives you the the detail to really start to understand what is happening because it's that understanding that's really going to help. And what does inner child work really look like? It's that you know, it's like I mentioned earlier. It's 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 going back to that memory and it's it's bringing that younger version out in you and just, and having a conversation, understanding, giving that person love. And it's not you know, sometimes we complicate it. I'm inner child work, shadow work. Um, but really, it's 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 a journey of understanding who you are, and you know it's that um, it does require some work. It does require some 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 releasing of stuff that we've blocked up for many years. But Lena, you know, maybe it's worth asking that question. It's like you know, as you go from relationship to relationship, as you you know, why whether it's friends, whether it's partners, if you think about the the significant relationships in your life. And you think about maybe some of the challenges in 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 the, with the people in your life. Maybe you go deep there. Maybe you start to understand. Well, ask the question. Hold on, this person is in my, is in my life for a reason. They teach you. They're here to teach me something. What are they here to teach me? And what what is what is what what's coming up for me? And what's what is the source? And then as you think about that, um, go deep. Yeah. Talk to that inner child of yours. It's just, you can just close your eyes. You can go back to that age. You can just imagine that younger child in front of you. Maybe give that younger child a hug and just talk to that younger child. Ask what's happening in your life. Care. Let them know they're important. 
that's always a good start. And uh, yeah, if you're inspired to reach out to us, um, so we, we're mentoring a lot of people on on this sort of area. Um, and always remember, it's all it's all part of the spiritual journey. It's that um, and we have four bodies, right? I mean, this we've just done episodes on the four bodies. So we have physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. All four of those bodies could require healing of some sort, but it's understanding which body needs the healing to then move forward. So, yeah, if you're inspired to the last four or five, five episodes were on the four bodies. Um, we did two on spiritual. Um, but again, it's all about understanding who you are. Everything we need is inside us, all the love, all the joy, all the answers. And really, so many of us are looking outside ourselves to be fixed. What if we don't need to be fixed? We need to truly take time for ourselves to understand who we are. Because that's where our answers are, right? inside of us so um so say so this topic's been it's it's an important one because of i really feel we're on this journey right now and truly uh, trying to understand who we are and in many ways i feel the universe is sending us signals for our training so if any of the listeners if you are going through a lot right now maybe you're going through a lot because you're being prepared for something maybe you're going through a lot because so you can go through it and you can share your story with at least one person maybe doesn't need to go through the same amount. So if you start to understand that everything is happening to you for a reason, you listen to this podcast for a reason, because then maybe you get some insights into who you are today and then you get to make a decision as to what you're going to do next. That awareness on its own is great. But just doing, just getting that awareness and not doing anything, anything about it over time will cause you, cause you frustration. But it's always the first stage is to, is to take time for you to truly understand who you are. But then make sure you make a decision what you're going to do about it. So Stacey, we always end with asking a couple of questions for the listener to kind of go away with and truly kind of maybe journal on, maybe just take time in silence to connect with. What question would you like the listener to focus on today? I would love for the listener to think about what might be in your backpack that is not serving you? What boulders are you hanging on to that you were not even aware are there? What is it that you need to face from your past experiences that is impacting your decision-making or your relationships and the dynamic around you today? Go a little deep, do some writing, do some reflecting. Allow yourself the space to process what some of those boulders might be. Thank you for that. And it is really about taking that time out to really understand what's happening inside. And the boulder analogy is a great way to start. And um, yeah, thank you for everyone that's um, that's listening. Thank you to everyone that's giving feedback. Um, please do reach out give us feedback, like the podcast, comment on the podcast. It just gets more people to listen to the podcast. And, um, yeah, we always love feedback too, right? We always love when people reach out. Um, if you if something in, in us and something we've said resonates with you, let us know. If you feel inspired to work with us, and again, message us. Uh, there's many ways you can connect. We offer spiritual mentoring. We also do a cash record reading. Reach out. Um, now, this podcast is, is our way of giving back. Um, it's, a way, it's, a, it's our way of 
sharing whatever we can to really kind of guide you on your on your journey. And um, we love doing it. So um, we have planned out for the next uh, 12 or 13 episodes in terms of what this journey is going to look like because we're excited to do it. We continue to commit to make sure we release a podcast on a weekly basis. Um, actually, this week I'm going to release a, um, a bonus episode too. Um, so we're excited to do this. We're excited and really feel blessed being on this journey and with the awareness we're coming in. So Stace, I'd love to hand it over to you to close this episode. I absolutely love I love this podcast, Nims. I love that we're putting content out there that is intentional and pure and filled with the hope that we can assist you on your journey to healing. So if you're tuning in to the podcast, we would love it if you would rate and review and uh, send us a message and let us know what you think of this episode. We would love to hear about your journey. Thanks, Nims. Thanks, Stace. And Stace, I'm looking forward to you being in London. And I'm sure we'll record some podcasts while you're here. And maybe people have a different experience. Sending lots and lots of love out to everyone that's listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We feel so blessed. And really hope this episode helped to truly connect and heal your inner child. Sending you lots of love. Bye for now. Thanks.